Okay, we are live again. Sorry for anyone who watched the live show. This is the second time we're recording this. Had a bit of a technical issue just then, so we just wanted to restart. Um, so in today's episode of the Mortgage Marketing Podcast, I'm actually going to be doing some talking about something that if that I think is quite important. It's, it's a great topic. It's something that came across my desk from a client of mine recently, um, which is if you're thinking about growing your mortgage business, then this is the type of thing you want to like, if you're like an advisor now, maybe you're successful, you've been creating, you know, you, 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 you're doing well, you're, you're earning a living, but you want to think about growing that mortgage business and you're not sure what to do. This book that I'm going to go through today, um, I think could be a really great read. I'm going to explain what the book is. It was handed to me by a client. So it's one that you definitely want to look into for sure. Um, and we're just going to kind of dive into it right now. Still. You're listening to the Mortgage Marketing Podcast with Ash Borland, the show that helps mortgage brokers create impact and income by mastering content marketing. Let's Let's dive dive straight straight into into it. it. So this book, which is called Company of One, and it's by Paul Jarvis. Okay, so this if if you are thinking about growing your mortgage business, you're thinking about whether or not, and we're going to talk about how this applies to specifically mortgage advisors at the beginning. If you're thinking about growing your mortgage business, you're at that point where you're not sure how to scale it, so to speak. The word scale is one that comes up a lot in the book. Then this book is something I'd highly recommend that you as an advisor read. If you're, Even if you're your insurance advisor, mortgage advisor, doesn't really matter. Just this is great book. Now, just to summarize the book, I've got some summaries here for you. The book challenges, and I'm going to break down why it's relevant to advisors, but this is the summary. So the book challenges the traditional idea that business growth is essential for success. It suggests that small businesses can benefit from maintaining focus on quality and efficiency and sustainability. The author advocates for... um, for prioritizing the need of customers, employees over revenue and expansion. The um, technology and outsourcing can be a helpful tool for small businesses to grow. And also the book encourages readers to consider alternative approaches to entrepreneurship and growth. That is what this book does. Now I want to unpack each individual one for you and explain how this book is relevant to mortgage advisors. So if we go through, so like we said, what can a mortgage advisor learn from this? I'm going to go down those points and then just give you something that I myself have taken from it. So let's look at the first one, which very much is the book challenges traditional idea of business, that business growth is essential for success. So oftentimes, like a lot oftentimes advisors I speak to, and I've had it, I have these conversations a lot. Um, and I've, and I spoke about it in my live show and in my live, um, Q and a that I do on a Friday, if you quite often it comes up is that I speak to advisors often who are at that kind of hundred grand mark, plus maybe, or there may be like 75,000 up to about 150 is kind of the average that advisor that I normally speak to who wants to work with me to take them further. And they often are in this, in this idea that they need to grow their business to be successful. They have to, I, this idea of like, I need to, to be successful in their eyes or in the eyes of the public. The only way to do this is to bring on a new advisor or bring on an administrator or bring on some sort of like customer, customer team, bring staff in, get offices, all this stuff. It comes up all the time. Now, what this book challenges is this idea that this does not have to equal success. And in fact, a lot of the times it can actually equal more failure to you at the end. I've seen this happen many times, actually, um, with, with people who I won't, I won't mention on here because some of the, everyone will, some people will know some of them. And, but it's that they do really, really well. They're doing really well as a one man band. 
They might have an administrator that helps them part-time, but probably, or maybe full-time, but the two of them are like either them and a powerhouse. They're just this, 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 this dynamic duo or a super solo, so to speak. And then what happens is they start to bring people in, staff in, whatever. And then they, and then, then what happens is with this is that they start to actually work more for less. And that's fine, by the way, if, if there's a bigger reason for you growing your business, but a lot of the times I speak to people, like a lot of times what happens is they end up working a lot more hours for for not a lot, maybe maybe sometimes a lot less money, but sometimes just a little bit less, but a lot more hours. So technically a lot less per hour. And they, they hate their, their, their life a lot of the time with some of the people I've spoken to. They've said, you know, I want to get back to doing the job. I don't want to run a business. I want to be... I want to be like the advisor again. And I even know a guy that, that, that did this. He, he set up a gym and it was the same thing. He set up a gym. He, he was a personal trainer, really successful. Same thing happened to him. He built this massive gym. Why? What he loved was being a personal trainer, not, not the other stuff, but you feel like we need to in order to be successful. And that's not actually the case. It's not the case. And so challenging that status quo, and that is something very important. One thing to point out with this, the reason why that comes up a lot is because there's the narrative of that is that there's money to be spent. I remember actually going to a, on, like a, a coaching seminar um, to help online coaches. And it was quite funny. Everyone was talking about all the way through this. It was about the road to, to 100 grand or a road to like a, a six figures as different businesses. And I have, I have like, I work with different people and stuff. And so this idea of like road to a certain level of income and that level of income was, you know, by the time they were turning over like 2000 pound a month, one of the steps in that was hire your first VA, hire your first VA. Like, and I was like, that doesn't make sense. And it was every, every thousand, 2000 pound in this blueprint was hire your next VA, hire your next VA. So by the time you're reaching 10 K a month, so yeah, it's like 10k a month, so like 120 grand a year is what the goal was for this with this coach. It was about a couple about a year and a half ago, two years ago, when I, was, when I went on this this seminar. And it was quite interesting because the person who's running the seminar, funnily enough, also has a VA business. So that's what they're selling. So of course, there's nothing sexy or saleable in the same way if someone says, actually, and what was quite funny was I was there just to kind of to, to nose about. I'd already hit a lot or pretty much all of the milestones, but I was there and I was like, well, I'm doing I'm doing like from on the blueprint, so to speak, on the roadmap, whatever, from one to up to five, I've done all of them and I haven't got a VA. So tell me how that works. And the reason being is because most of the time, the people who are selling you this idea of growth and large growth and big growth, there's industry behind it so they can make money from it. The more, the more people you have, the more desperate they need, you know, like to, to sell you stuff. It's, it's, it's a very interesting thing doesn't mean it's wrong. It just means that it might not be right for you. So the next point he says is it suggests that small businesses can benefit from maintaining a focus on quality, efficiency, and sustainability. So I'm a huge advocate of this. And I think advisors can look deeper into this themselves as well, which is that if as a small business, one of the things that, that make you kind of, especially as an advisor, let's take a mortgage advisor. As a mortgage advisor, your superpower as a solo one-man band advisor is that you can do things that stuff like Connells and you know just mortgages within the within the estate agency, not not the self-employed roles, but within the agency side, the employed side of it, you can do things that they can't because you're smaller, so you're nimbler. Now, don't get me wrong, they can do a hell of a lot of stuff that you can't. They have a lot of money and they have this essential, like they have this growth. But but they, but you don't you technically can do a lot of things and that's your superpower. 
Your superpower is that you can be, deliver quality bespoke services. Your superpower is that you can charge more for this. And this is what we actually, I actually look at with this, which is with, when you can focus on quality and being more effective, being more, more, um, more quality service so you can help them properly through the home buying process or properly through the remortgaging process, really in depth. You can really build out your a sustainable business model that allows you to work and relax and be with your family. You can do this because your business is just you. And it's pretty great. I mean, I do this myself. This is generally my business. My business runs and I've done this many episodes in this about my, like, I, you know, I start work with my business at like 11 until six, Monday to Friday. That's my business. I, I don't, I don't really do, I do work and stuff outside of it in, in for fun, like stuff like this outside of it. But my client work is my, is 11 till six, four clients a day, 11 till six. And that's, that's because I'm able to focus on the quality of my clients. I work with a select handful of clients and everybody else just has to wait. And now they, they can, you can use my free downloads. But again, it comes to this idea of efficiency, sustainability, and quality. Whereas instead of quantity, most advisors are looking for more leads, more leads, more leads. And I'm not saying they're wrong, by the way. It's not that most advisors are wrong. It's that this is the thing we're taught. So this book really does challenge the status quo of this. It also says here, which I love, which is the author advocates for prioritizing the needs of customers um, and employees over revenue and expansion. So the idea then, like it says, is the, the, what the book is saying is, is if you can focus on the customer and do the right thing by the customer instead of focusing on how much money you make from the customer, how much money you make from all the stuff you're doing, still, funnily enough, you'll end up creating a business that you love and will pay you a lot of money because you, it, it's funny, but it's the idea of this, des this idea of the person who walks because they enjoy walking will get much further than the person who's walking to the destination. It's the same concept. And so this is quite true. And oftentimes, by the way, the, the best advisors I've worked with, the best advisors, best brokers are genuinely people who love it. Like genuinely. The ones who I work with who say, I don't really enjoy this job. It's just for money. And don't be wrong. Like there are people who still say that. And then as you go through, they're obviously passionate about it because there's passion in the thing they do. But, but ones who genuinely like it's just for money. And I just want, and if, if there was something else that came along that did more money, truthfully they're not going to be very successful usually they can be more they can get successful but but they 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 will if they're only focused on the money it will cause problems and this is exactly the same with what this book is saying which which is so cool the book you've got to read it you've got to read it or listen to it i'm a big i'm, a, I'm an audiobook guy because listen to it when i'm walking and working out but it's super super valuable and super useful this idea that if you focus on the customer's needs and double down on that you will get all the stuff you want. And it's quite funny then, if you focus on fulfilling the customer's needs, your fees can increase because you're offering a more quality service, an effective service. It says there as well, technology and outsourcing can be tools for small businesses. So this is the other point he makes, which is that and I'm a big fan of technology. With the rise of things like AI, we've got like with me, my business runs on, literally I use um, Active Campaign. I've got... Um, I've got Calendly, I have uh, Teachable, I have, what else? I've got a lot of different things in the background. Obviously, ChatGPT that I use quite often. I'm running through StreamYard now, which is which is technology that allows me to create videos and, and podcasts all in one hit and edit them in real time by just pressing buttons and bringing stuff up. So I heavily rely on technology to do a lot of things, by the way, that I would normally have paid someone, that, that normally traditional businesses would pay someone to do. This, by the way, is what I specialize in. 
as a business owner and as a coach. And, and really, I am. I started off as a marketing coach. And what's become more and more apparent is actually I'm more of a business coach, teaching people how to how to business how to build a digital business in mortgage services that that, is, that generates sales, and it is very much marketing, sales, product knowledge, business, and. This is this comes from out by by leveraging technology and leveraging technology not in an over the top kind of automated crazy way but in a very simple and under to understand way and so technology a lot of the time Calendly can replace a lot of your PAs can Calendly on its own can save you a ton of time for like fifteen bucks a month it's, it's dollars because that's why it's the way it works don't know how much it is in pounds but it's like fifteen dollars a month. And for the top plan or whatever, and it literally can change every the way you work and save you tons of time. Again, same thing with something like Active Campaign. Active Campaign can be linked up to a campaign where someone could book into Calendly, and then they can have automated emails being sent to them before the appointment comes, so that you're getting them every two or three days. Just so you know, this is something else you might want to see. Just so you know, this is something else you might want to see. All of these things can be can be done with just a little bit of understanding, but again, are so overlooked because people don't think about it in enough depth. And then the book also encourages readers to consider alternative approaches to entrepreneurship and growth. In other words, what the book does there is it challenge the status quo and challenge what you think is right. Now, I think more as a mortgage advisor, this is important. I think that if you're a mortgage broker, a mortgage advisor, an insurance advisor, whatever, in your financial services in this space right now, you must be challenging what everyone else is telling you to do. Let me tell you why. Because traditionally, like they are, so so traditionally, mortgage advisors in this space have for, for a long time have been very analog, is what I would say. And and the financial services industry is a really slow ship to steer and to correct because it is pretty top heavy with old school people, which is nothing wrong with that, by the way. Nothing wrong with anything um at all. You know, you absolutely nothing wrong with it at all. But the problem with, with with it being ran by old school people, but the problem is, is that the bottom, we're at this weird injunction right now, which is that the advice sometimes that you're given from people who might be following you or might be helping you, sorry. So your bosses, and I had this myself and this, and again, I worked for a firm. They were great. This is not my corporate days. It was independent. They were great, but they were super outdated to where I wanted to go and have ended up becoming like a pioneer in this space was that I absolutely know that like with so like yeah I'm kind of like a pioneer in this I'm getting to, I'm seeing comments coming up which is from the guy who recommended the book so I'm going to bring them in in a minute but the guy that recommend sorry I was I I was told by many people by many people in that space who were fine they were older they'd done it they'd set up firms it was good it was successful that what I was doing was not really a good idea I think this is something we have to be mindful of. And this is something I actually brought up yesterday's in, yesterday's interview was with um, Anthony McQuillan. And we we're talking about estate agency because I'd done an episode recently, which was actually not trashing on agents. I had that someone said this to me. They said, you you know, saw your episode trashing on estate agents. That wasn't the case at all. In fact, what I don't trash on agents, I was an agent and I think agents are very good. What I was saying, what I mean with that, with that message was that the vast majority of people who work with agents and the advice to work with agents is an old advice, which is very, very hard 
to actually make profitable and even get an agent. There's like 10 mortgage advisors to probably one estate agent. And most mortgage advisors who get estate agents work with two or three. So it just doesn't work. The numbers don't stack up. And that's the same thing we can learn from this book, which is that taking advice from people who maybe have done it in a dig in a post-digital world, a post-AI world, they can't react. They're, they're, they're playing checkers and you're going to be playing chess. And so I really think that when someone's telling you, you need to do this, you need to do this, you need to do this, this is the only way to grow, just take a step back and challenge it. Not challenge them, challenge your thought process. Think, is this what I want? Because I know with me, I had to do that. I had to do that. And the, the, my, you know, my, my, uh, the guy that recommended the book is, which is a client of mine who's in the chat. I'm going to bring it up now. He talks about, he was the same thing. It's like sat back and we were, we were having a conversation. It's like, what do you want? And he was like, I don't want this thing. And he was like, he's like, I've listened to this book and I've really think about it. And I don't want this. And I was like, actually, I feel very similar. I'm like that. I had to make the decision. It's less income. I can only work with like 20 clients, 20 to 30 clients, depending on what's going on. I can work with a set, set number of clients and that's it. I think mortgage advisors can learn from this. By the way, you how do you, you know, my, my, my takeaway for this, how do you actually grow your business with this? Quite easily. You increase the value of your fee. Mortgage, go back and watch the episodes on fee structures. This stuff, by the way, connects. There's a reason why I'm saying this stuff. There's not like, I'm not just picking things out of the, the air and going, this is, this is what I think today, which by the way, I think some people think I've had that, that feedback from, from a few people where they're like, I think you're just talking about stuff. You're like, I'm like, no, all of this stuff connects. If you listen to it all, it all connects in some way or another. And if it might sound contradictory, it's because one of the times may have changed because that's our job, but, or two, you don't know it in the grander picture of it. But the reality is take a step back and maybe just challenge the status quo of whether or not it is the, 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 the way that has always been done is the way that is good for you. Now, I'm just going to jump into the comments because we have got a comment with our live and Russell, it's Russell Mags is the guy that recommended the book. He says, I love that you don't have to be a solopreneur to be a company of one. If someone has advisors, administrators already, they can still take the key message and challenge the idea of growth for growth's sake to ensure you stay true to your core values. Exactly that. That's exactly the idea of this book is that it's not about it's and he's nailed it on the head this doesn't apply to you if you're like it doesn't not apply to you if you're a big firm it just means that the idea is going what are you focusing on and really the overarching message of this is focus on focus on really being better don't be bigger be better and if you are better most things will come with you in regards to he's also put here ps um book next book recommendation is essentialism by greg McEwen. I've read that book like three times. I'd highly recommend anyone else read that as well. It is an epic book. Anyway, guys, that's today's episode. Hope you enjoyed it. Um, and let me know in the comments if you've got any questions or drop me DMs if you if you have any questions on this as well. Best place to do that is on Instagram, which is at Ash Borland. And I'll see you next time. Bye. You've been listening to the Mortgage Marketing Podcast with Ash Borland. If you've enjoyed the show, then be sure to leave a review and share it with a friend right now. 